Electronic Music Show brought to you by the Coast Electronauts here in Whitstable. My name's Peter Coyt and I'm joined by Clive Walpole in the Sonic Shed. Uh, yes, hello from the uh, Shed of Sonic uh, Ecstasy. Well, it seems like the uh, underground electronic music scene is going mainstream these days with um, Hannah Peel being nominated for the Mercury Prize. Yeah, brilliant news. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought we'd start off with a piece from that album, Fur Wave, called Ecovocative. Ooh. Thank you. 
wasn't she? Yeah, you did, yeah. She was yeah. Uh, given some multi-tracks, wasn't it? Mm. See, I mean, you can't really tell what's what she's used or anything. It seemed to blend it in nicely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Used it like an instrument, really, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's good. So it's nice that she's joined those two eras. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, Dilly Darbyshire continues to be used in quite a, by a lot, lot of artists, either influence them or, or actually using her sort of creations as well and yeah. reusing them. So next we've got an improvisational piece from um, Ear, Experimental Audio Research. Yeah, Ear. I mean, it's got a link as well with Dealer Derbyshire because this is, um, Ear is a, uh, a collective of, um, experimental music collective, and it, it, Peter Kemba, Sonic Boom, and he's also worked with Dealer Derbyshire as well uh, later on in her life. Hmm. Um to produce some some uh, experimental pieces of music as well. I mean, he was originally in uh, Spaceman 3 um, band, but um, yeah, some of the people from Spaceman 3 uh, work on the in the collective as well. And uh, there's um, Eddie Provost and um, Kevin Shields from uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. And, uh, and Delia Derbyshire as well worked on, on that. So this is a piece called Delta 6 Hydroponic. And it's from the album Phenomena 256.
lager. Kind of that feel to it, isn't it? Yeah, very ambient, but with those, um, yeah, those uh, sort of arpeggios sort of running and things yeah, like that. Sort yeah, sort of drone and, drone. and the, uh, yeah. just a sort of like the mood yeah. setting. Yeah, you could imagine a sort of, yeah, an Indian scene almost to that, couldn't you? Hmm. Yeah, it was nice. Yes. So we haven't played any uh, Wendy Carlos for a little while, have we? No, I thought I'd stick a bit of Classitronica in, because I'm a big fan of Classitronica. And Wendy Carlos is probably the uh, main driver of that, really, isn't she? In, in a lot of ways, you know, she's uh, with the with switched on Bart, which yeah. sort of broke the mould, I suppose, and also introduced a lot of people um, to elect, you know, synthesizers. Really. I mean, about the time I, I I didn't like it at all. I thought it was really cheesy and yeah, yeah, uh, like you know, just commercial, dr- commercially driven, but. It is an amazing achievement, and you know, especially when you know what how difficult it was to do. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was probably as difficult as doing you know the tape stuff really in the same way, wasn't it? Because you're using tape still with it. And yeah, using speed, a, you know timing and speeding up and slowing down stuff. Yeah, using yeah. a monophonic instrument to recreate every part of the orchestra. Oh yeah, 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 hmm. yeah. And it's interesting to go and see see it done live now, isn't it? With a with a um, the Moog Ensemble. Moog Ensemble. Yeah. To see that. Uh, being done in the same way, but um, in a different way because it's got a live feel to it, obviously. Yeah, as well. It's not sequence; it's all performed. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, this is um, this is from uh, Switched On Bark Two, which obviously follows up Switched On Bark, and it's from the Brandenburgs. And I've got um, actually got her album of all the all the Brandenburgs. She she did record all the Brandenburgs. So I've got mm. the album of all the Brandenburgs she did, and uh, love them all. But this is um, Brandenburg Concerto Number no. Five in D Major, um, Movement Three, Allegro, uh, from Switched On Bach Two.
stands out in that is that she didn't doesn't try to emulate the actual instrument but to get the feel of instruments mm. in it and uh, I think that's the thing that's the sort of secret with uh, Classitronica I think is to use the synth as an instrument in its own right uh, and and really use its uh, textures really to, to, to give the feeling of the in- instruments mm. Mm. yeah and it's, uh, I was thinking the thing that turned me on to it more was the use in the Kubrick films where it's like um, Scott Orange and, uh, and oh yeah uh, um, yeah and The Shining as well. I love the you? particularly love the Shining theme. Mm. Yeah. The um, recently released re-released album The Deep by Ian Body was was influenced by the film The Abyss. Yes. It's originally I think it was originally released in 1994 around the time of that film. Oh yeah, I love his work and uh, all of Ian's stuff. Um, uh, he's a um, big user. Well, obviously he uses the um, uh, modular setup as well. I don't know whether he uses these uh, Bookler. Oh no, this this is a re-release, isn't it? So I don't suppose mm. he'll use his Bookler Commander on this one. No. But um, uh, yeah, I'm not actually sh- sure of all the stuff he he uses. I know he's got VCS threes and things like that as well. So I don't know whether that's included in this. But it's uh, yes, yeah, a lovely piece. I'm looking up the um Go on. the the, uh, the credits for the album, <clears throat> and it says. Aquanauts, they call themselves on this album. Ah. Uh, Ian Body, Akai S3000, MPC60, Rodent JD990, D5550, and the 100M modular system. Oh, right, okay. So, and, the, and the VCS3s in there. And yeah. the VCS3, yeah. yeah. I thought it sort of sounded a bit yeah. VCS3 as well. Oh, yeah. bits in this one. Yeah. This is, this is re-emergence from the deep.
very dramatic, that wasn't it? It was, yeah, and uh, gave a very sort of uh, aquatic, sort of underwatery feel. That with the very long tails on the on the reverbs, yeah, and sort of give you a lot of depth, don't they? And that watery, so you're in a 3D sort of environment. BCS3 sort of sound that's yeah. splatters over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very nice that. I like that. Yeah. Well, um, Lionel Boucher's uh, featured on a few of Lee and Body's Din Label albums, hasn't he? That's right. And in fact, the other day Ian posted a, a picture of uh, uh, Lionel's um, studio, which I thought was amazing. It's got yeah. a huge, huge synth cave, I'd call it as well. It's like a long studio, but it's just full of gear. He's <laughs> released a new album of his yeah. this week, but then. We've got a piece from, from his um, Bookle of Tunes Volume 1 album. Yeah, tonight. I think he did about about six albums, actually. Hmm. Bookle of Albums. But yeah, this is from number one. And it's... Um, whoops, lost the, what was the title again? The title is 250E Sequencing. That's the one. sequencer on the booklet because it gives it very short sequences but it's often used as well to drive um, variation in in tone and um, as well as pitch uh, and you get that um, stochastic effects with it as well where it's um, playing a, a, a sort of a chance 
uh, sequence each time. As well. Yeah. He yeah. throws a dice sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. It's about uh, the, in the, being in the moment, isn't it, with, with that? It is, it is, yeah. Mm. Very much a performance scent, I think. Mm. We're sticking with the Bookler. Um, the next track from the album Bookler Now. Uh, yeah, yeah, this one um, is uh, Jonathan Fatusi, who uh, is a, another uh, French uh, composer. Um, and this track's called uh, Planet Sauvage. And um, yeah, he's based in Paris, and it's very sort of uh, minimalist kind of work he does, uh, which I suppose really. I don't know, really. Bookler can be minimalist or it can be very complex, can't it, really, in a way? But, um, yeah, this is sort of a fusion of acoustic and electronic sound as well. That's, that's kind of the way it works. It's most recent work is combining acoustic and electronic work. Yeah. So this is um, Planet Sauvage. Thank you. 
that one. Yeah, it's quite nice to you. So it's sort of not over complicated. It's quite simple, <laughs> just using a sort of one one synth and and a little bit of you know other other instrumentation. But it's, it's something you could have done on a four track, really, isn't it? That, and it's nice. I like that. Yeah, really, really set the scene and created yeah. the mood, didn't it? You did, yeah. Well, that relates nicely to the next piece by uh, Pierre Bastien, who he uses electronics, but uses um, like sculptures and objects to make noises and uh, melodies. Um, and this, we played a piece from his album before, Twinkle, Tawang, and Tootle. I love that. <laughs> and uh, all the titles are sort of palindromic. Mm. And this one is called Pet Step, and it sounds, it's got that sort of. Um, Similar, I mean, it must be using real objects, but it has got that sort of buckler in the real world type, um, yeah, percussion sounds. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. 
real objects sound like synths and <laughs> we sort yeah. of compare them. Yeah, it's nice, a nice retro feel to that as well, wasn't it? With a sort of organ there and that almost a little bit jazzy. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Harks back to the sort of like experimental time. Yeah, yeah. Before synthesizers. Yeah, but it inspires you to sort of experiment like that. I was thinking, oh, that's the sort of sound I want to get with a synth. But, yeah. You know, you can do it yourself. Sort of. It goes back and forth, doesn't it? Synthesizers are emulating real instruments, but real instruments are emulating machine noises and stuff. Yeah, that's right, to give that mechanical mm. sound, yeah. It's nice, that. I really enjoyed that. So we're going back to um, the Pure Synth now with the R2600 pieces. Yeah, this is a thing I, I came across on uh, YouTube, and it's by uh, Pablo uh, Gerriton Esquardo, mm. who's uh, um, a Chilean uh, electronic music uh performer and composer and uh, he's, he's pianist as well he's, um, but he's he tends to specialise in combining again acoustic and electronic instruments together but this is all done on a an unrestored uh, uh, ARP 2500 which oh, 2500 yeah yeah and this uh, uses uh, it's a big system if you see him performing it it's a very big system it uses 12 oscillators as well mm. But apparently, also, parts of it don't work because it's un- unrestored. Right. But uh, it's an amazing piece. It's very ambient. Uh, it's quite a long piece. So this is just an excerpt from it. And uh, it's called uh, Arp Fields. He did a piece um, more recently, I think, called Piano Fields. But this is called Arp Fields yeah. uh, by Pablo Carriton Esquedo.
tones and that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a sort of quite a complex drone, really. Mm. Uh, but it brings in a lot, yeah, a lot of other stuff going on in there. And um, very interested in 2500 because I just bought the the um, Behringer. Oh, mustn't say that. <laughs> uh, clone modules of it. Yeah. And it actually really does lend itself to experimentation. That synth is. Uh, it, it borrows a lot from the original um, sort of fixed tone oscillators and things like that. Yeah. And it's, so it's sounds and, and filters. It comes from that transitional period, doesn't it, really? It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I like the fact that it's not working properly. Yeah, I like that. It's still, <laughs> yeah, using it and it's sort of, um, yeah, a bit like most of the cars I had. <laughs> So next we have a bit of hauntology from the Hartwood Institute, whose sort of influences like 1970s sort of hippie county culture and uh, the sort of occult obsessions of, of films and and, uh, and culture of that time. Public service stuff and all that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and, uh, someone said uh, it's radiophonica meets the Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the piece from the album Tomorrow's People and it's called The World Turned Upside Down
lot of rest, because nothing was active, and thoughts ran in me that words and writings were all nothing and must die, for action is the life of all, and if you do not act, you do nothing. Saturday, go to uh, the sort of uh, used to have the um, afternoon matinees at cinema. Oh yeah, you know, sort of B films and things like that. They used to put on there as well, and you could sit and watch a film, and then I used to sort of sneak down behind the seats, and then it'd play again. Yeah, <laughs> watch it again. Yeah, we used to turn up late, and then oh, you'd sit halfway through. Yeah, and watch the first half again. That's, That's the really point. weird, isn't it? <laughs> I think you could do that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's good. It's like, it sounds like something's not going to turn out very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The great stuff, that. I like it. I'd like to experiment with that as well, as well myself, actually. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. So we have a, a, a Coastal Electronauts Corner. Yes. Now, with um, a piece by composer Ross Power from the uh, posh end of Whitstable. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of Whitstable's got a posh end, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nowadays it is. Yeah. And he's just scored music for a a film, The Rise of the Foot Soldier, The Origins, which is um, like an Essex gangster sort of uh, movie franchise. Take me back to my roots. Bet. Yeah. Bet. (laughs) (laughs) And this one is going back to the 80s, so he's got a bit of of a Lindrum monosynth feel to this, which I really like. Mm. Going through it. And it's done really well. I mean, the, the, the actual film is sort of in the top ten UK films at the moment. Yeah. And I think it's going to be releasing the, the soundtrack as an album. Mm. Yeah, so this is a piece, an extended version of a, a piece called Cars. Thank you. 
certainly got the mood there, hasn't he? Yeah, it certainly has got that <laughs> feel of the sort of time and place. Yeah. 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 It's a bit of a... It reminds me a bit of the band Survive as well. Yeah. But they're, they're retro. They, they, they refer to that time as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And it's yeah. got a bit of a um, Simple Minds type guitar in there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all there. Yeah. That's brilliant. Sort of things you did down the boozer. <laughs> <laughs> down in the 80s. Yeah, the old boozer. Yeah, well, we, we, were, we were there, weren't we? We were there. Uh, it was rough. It were rough times, weren't they? We were. If there was a sniff of a fire, you'd, you'd order a light and bitter, so you got a bottle. Oh, yeah, that's right, light, <laughs> light and bitter, yeah. Pint of V. My mate, <laughs> my mate, I'm going into the vernacular now, we'd go for a drink and he'd always say, a pint of V and a pie. <laughs> pint of what? A pint of V, which would be oh, Worthington, Worthington yeah. pint of V and a pie. Oh. I mean, I mean you're not going to have a pie with every pint, are you? But you <laughs> <he> did. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a healthy time, was it, really? No. <laughs> So that's built us up nicely for the uh, end banger. Yes. And it's from uh, Sonic State, the um, Bible of all synth and electronic gear news. Yes. Nick Bat. Nick Bat. Yeah. They released a compilation album by uh, all the guests that has been on the show over the years. Mm. Um, yeah, and this, this track is from a chap, Corey Banks, a.k.a. B-Boy Tech, a piece called Wigwam. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's got uh, it's a bit of a retro sound on that. I thought, in some ways. Yeah. Like, a bit like from a show. Yeah. Mm. Oh, just like the uh, breakbeat. Mm. Very nice sort of yeah. broken breakbeat. That's the last one. That right. was the one. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this show. 
again for listening yes yes catch up with you on uh, Facebook and Twitter yeah join us there for a bit of a chat yeah and uh, until then we'll be back next week yeah bye 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 bye